Okay, so we're learning Daf Lamitas, and so the direct continuation here, we just had a Mishnah about what kind of things you can use to be Yotzi Yerchi of Matzah, so the natural transition now is to Mar, right? The Pazit says, Matzah is from Rome Yokluhu. So the next mitzvah that we have is the Mar, Mar is only the Rabbanim, it's we don't have the carbon Pesach, but uh, there's still a Din with the Rabbanan. a person should use Mar. So Mar doesn't really mean anything, Mar just means uh, a substance that's bitter. So the question is, what, what, what is Mar? So the mission has outlined for us, these are the following vegetables that you could be yote for Mar. And the implication here is that Mar is a vegetable. That's the most basic premise, but the Quran will challenge even that. A Mar means a better item. How do you know what kind of item? So the Mishnah says, Bachazaris, you can use Chazaris. And all these things the Gemara will define for us, so I'm not even sure if it's worth attempting translation when the Gemara will give us, will give us translation. So Chazaris, Tamcha, Chavina, Ulshin, Ubemar. And the last one is Mar, which is funny, obviously we're Mar, right? So the Gemara will, will talk about that as well. Okay, so those are the ones. And of all, of all these types of species, Yotzin Mehem, a person can be Yotzin Hizchiyav, Bein Lachin, Bein Yivashin. He can be Yotzin Hizchiyav, if they're in a state where they're juicy, like they're moist, they're still fresh from the ground, or even if they dried out, even if they're already dry, the Mishnah is being machadish, that you're still able to be yotze, which is a chiddush. Somebody would say once it dries out, maybe perhaps the, the bitterness is gone and the substance has changed completely, and the Mishnah is telling you it's not that case. Even if they're already dried out, you can still be yotze. Avo lo kivushin. If they were in a state that they were kavush, then it can't work. So kavush, lechavush, means to like keep around. So what they would do is like preserved might be a good word, is they would soak it in, in all sorts of like preservatives. So for example, vinegar was one of those that was used. They would soak the vegetables in vinegar and it would give them a longer shelf life. And imagine, remember again, we have refrigeration and all this, but back in the times of the Mishnah, if you wanted a vegetable for more than a couple of days, so how do you do it? So one of the things they would do is they would soak them in vinegar. Now what happens to a vegetable is that once you do this kivosh, once you soak it in, in, in a substance like vinegar, it loses a lot of its taste. That's what happens. So definitely a sharpness, the taste, the bitter, the bitter taste will be impacted by, by, by being sitting in vinegar. So that's what the mission is telling you. Once you mess with the taste, if it's not in that original raw bitter taste that the, that the vegetable brings, then you can't be yotze. So you're not yotze once it's been kavosh, below shlukin. Shalok is like if you cook it, overcook it, even just a regular cooking. Any impact that you make to the amara, even just boiling it, uh, that already impacts, that no longer is it considered mar and you can't be yotze. Umitstarpim uh, la and all these different types are mitstarpim, they can combine to a kezayis. So the premise here is, is that you have to eat a kezayis and mar. That's, that's the Mishnah's premise. And the Mishnah is saying is that you don't have to eat specifically uh, from one type. You can all be mitstarpim to any, any combination can also work uh, to do that. Rashi is mashma still, that there is a lechatila, you should eat one type of mar. That is a kezayis. We could have that today. You know, sometimes you got your home romaine lettuce, you got some horseradish. It is lechatila better that you eat a kezayis from one type. But it is mashma. The Mishnah is saying there still is a din of syrup. If you had half, half a kezayis from one type, half a kezayis from another type, you would be yotze. The yotzin bakalach shalem, you could be yotze with the kalach. The kalach is the stalk, meaning not only the leaves, uh, is that the mara? But even the stalk is also part of the mara, and you could be yotze. Ube demai, you could be yotze if it was demai. Um, even though, right, technically you're not supposed to eat demai, but as we spoke about, it's not so bad to eat demai because of the fact that sometimes it's fit. It's fit for poor people, for example, if it's maizrishan, that the trim has already been taken off, that is good. Um, it's not considered, obviously, mitzvah very good. Once they were redeemed and they're mother to eat, then you could be yotze. So now the Gemara is going to identify with us what is the list, the list of Chazeres, Tamkar, Chavinu, Ba'ul, Shinu, what are these species? 
So the Gemara says, Chazeres is Chasa. Chasa we know today because of modern Hebrew, right? It just means lettuce. And uh, we're going to see about this. The big question is that lettuce doesn't have a bitter taste. So how in the world is it Mara? And the Mara is going to even tell us that of all the species mentioned, that this one, the Chazeres, is actually the most preferred type. So the answer is, the Gemara is going to tell us, we'll learn about this, that when you leave it to grow, it will turn bitter. So that's actually the only reason, no, the only reason lettuce tastes sweeter to us is because it's, um, we, we, we harvest it a little bit when it's still younger. But if, if you would leave it in the ground, it would actually be very bitter. So lettuce, that is Chazeres. Ulshin, what are Ulshin? Hindvi. So Hindvi is a big thing. Rashi doesn't, a lot of words in French that nobody knows what they mean. But uh, a lot of other Akronim tell us that it actually sounds like you, you almost hear it, Hindvi. So you almost hear it in the words endives. So if you look up, I did a little Google, you'll reach out. There are some bitterness in the, in the species of the leaves of endives, so perhaps that's what it means. Tamcha. So what is Tamcha? My rabbi Barakana. Tamachta Shema. It's actually called Tamachta. Now what's Tamachta? So everybody's back and forth. And the bottom line is, the Mishnabura says it's what, he called, what they called back in Europe, Chrein. Like a horseradish. So, you know, like, yeah, like one of those, the, the, the white stalks, you know, those things. That's what Tamachta is. What is that? It's a vine that goes around the palm tree. Rashi describes it. Used to, they used to like, there used to be some sort of vine that would climb, literally climb the tree. And evidently, it had a, there was a bitterness to this vine. And that's Karchavina. Fine. And then what was the last one? Ubamar. And with Mar. So what is that? So the Gemara says, Marirta. It's Marirta. There was actually a certain herb that was so bitter that that's literally the name of it. There are different types of understandings. What it is. Is it a wild lettuce? Is it a worm word? I don't know. Some interesting stuff about it. But the bottom line is, it, was, it had such a bitterness in its taste that it was literally called Merirta. So now Bar Kapara brings a bride so that's similar to our mission. Tani Bar Kapara. These are the vegetables that a person can be Yosef, Yitzchimar, and Pesach. But Ushin, remember those, the endives. Tamcha, what were those again? That was the horseradish. But Karchalin, so what is Karchalin? That's a new one. So that's just the plural of Karchavina. Karchavina was, remember, the vine of the palm tree. So Karchavalin is just plural of that. It's the same species. Karchavinin. What is that? Karchalin, Karvilin. Oh, I got it. I'm sorry. My bad. I messed up. The original one, Karchalin, Rashi says he doesn't know what it is. I'm sorry. Rashi says he doesn't know what it is. Karvinin is the plural of Karchavina, which was the vine around the tree. Okay? Chazarin, what is Chazarin, the plural of Chazaris? That's the lettuce, the regular one. That's the Tanakama. So pretty much this Bryce of Rakapar is exactly the same as our Mishnah, it's just it added one new species that Rashi says he doesn't know what it, what it means. So not much there for us. And then Rabbi Yudah adds, Af Ushe Sada Ushe Ginova Chazaris. Also, uh, uh, the Ushin of the Sada, like a wild Ushin, the endives, or uh, uh, Ushin that grow in a garden, or Chazaris. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? Ulshin of a regular garden Ulshin of Chazeres are good. Why is Rabbi Yudah adding that? The Tanakam also said that. All Rabbi Yudah is adding is the wild Ulshin. So why is he adding, if he wants to add the wild Ulshin, let him add the wild Ulshin. But why does he put in there into his comment as well, the Ulshin that grow in a garden and a Chazeres? So the Gemara answers, Hachikama, this is what Rabbi Yudah is saying, Af saw that even the wild Ulshin, Ulshin of a is just as good like garden Ulshin and Chazeres. Meaning the same way, that garden ocean of Chazaris, everybody accepts as Marar, so too wild ocean are also acceptable. 
Now this actually has a bit of a lumdish of to it. It doesn't sound like yeah, this species, that species. But it seems like there's a concept, and this is based on the Khan the Gemara and Sukkah, it's called Shem Levai, an accompanying name. An accompanying name means if you know a certain species is good, like let's say Ulshin are good. So Stam Ulshin referred to, if you just say endives, you refer to the species that are in the garden. But then there's another form of endives, a different species that are called the wild endives. That's like the name of them. The wild, you almost hear it with mushrooms. There's mushrooms, there's wild mushrooms, right? So the fact that it has the shame levi, the accompanying added name, does that by definition take it out of being the regular species and it's a different thing completely? Or does it just descriptive of a certain form? And generally, it's a big machlokas. And that really seems to be what is between Rabbi and the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon don't like the wild and dives because they have a shame levi, the accompanying name. It's not the species itself. And Rabbi Yudah seems to be including even the wild and dives are like the garden and dives, everything's good. Says Rabbi Meir, now back to the bride, Rabbi Meir Omer, Avsa Vitura or Maria Rora. Avsa Tura and Maria Hara are also good. So what in the world is this? So Amalia Rabbi Yossi, Avsa Vitura, Akhadu, Avsa and Tura are the same exact name. And what, what, what are they? Rashi says, they are vegetables. <laughs> so it doesn't help us too much. We don't really know what they are. And what does he mean when he says Mar Yoror? Or Mar Zeyuor. What is Mar is also the same thing as Yoror. So meaning the vegetables that you might call, that you said are Mar Yoror, is either called Mar or the Yoror. So it's one of the two. It's really, it's really the, same, the same vegetable. Okay. Now the Gemara brings another bride so that talks about vegetables that are good for Mar. Tanajari Bishmal. Again, the lettuce, pollution, the endives, tamcha, the horseradish, karbinin. What are karbinin? So, most of the Farshim explain that it's the same thing as the karbinah that we mentioned before, which is the vine around the palm tree. Karginin. What are karginin? We don't really know. Evidently, article brings some people say it's oregano. Okay. Uve hardufnin. Hardufnin. So, Unclear exactly what this is. Some sort, some sort of uh, shrub, some wormwood thing belongs in the Mediterranean. All right, beyond my pay grade here. Rabbi Yudam Rabbi says Al Chazeres Yulin Chazeres Galen The Chazeres of Yulin again. Here we get the same exact thing. You get a shamely voy issue. So we said Chazeres is good. The lettuce is good. Rabbi Yudah says, what about Chazeres Yulin Chazeres Galen? So this is a different type of Chazeres. A different form of Chazaris that has, again, an accompanying title, a shamely value with it. So Rabbi Yudah is saying that that's acceptable. As the Rabbanon say, no, by definition, you have to be using Chazaris that has to be Stam Chazaris. But if it has a shamely value, then it's no good. Rabbi Yulay, Omer Bishim, Rabbi Lazar, Af, our Kablam, even our, our Kablam are very good. So what is this? Rashi seems to describe it as an ivy that's going around the palm tree, which kind of seems exactly what Charvino was. There's some of the from understand that Nechanami is just a different name of the same thing. So he's saying that this vine around the palm tree is good. The Chazarti, so he's, Rabbi Lai is saying over this in the name of Rabbi Lazar. So, so now Rabbi Lai says, I made, I tried to go around to all the Talmudim of Rabbi Lazar and find somebody who remembered Rabbi Lazar saying this the way I did. I tried to find a friend, someone who agreed to me what I said. I couldn't find anybody. When I came in front of Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov, he agreed to me that Rabbi Lazar said that Akarblam are, are good. And he eventually found someone who agreed to this, someone who remembered this. Okay, now we find a rule. Where do we get, what's like, what's like the common theme? We're just saying a bunch of random vegetables today, but what, what's the theme? What defines it? It's a vegetable that literally as a sraf is like a sap. What does it mean it has a sap? So Rashi describes that there are some types of vegetables that when you cut them, there's actually a little bit of a white liquid that comes out. And uh, Oscar said a fascinating thing that actually lettuce, which comes from Latin, Latuka actually comes from because it looks like milk. 
the substance that happens when you cut lettuce, there's a wilt, there's a, there is a, a milk-like white substance that comes out, and that's actually the etymology of the word lettuce from Latin, latuca, which is a reference to the dairy, to the milk, which is absolutely fascinating. The Gemara captures that, and, the, and, and how in Latin it's like that as well. So anyway, so one, 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 one point of the characteristics is that it has a saraf, it has a sap. There's something to that. That shows that there's a certain bitterness to the vegetable. There's something else. It's that it's a very weak type of green, meaning it's very pale. Like if you, let's say, you have um, other vegetables that aren't bitter, they'll just be a sharp green, and a, like a strong green. And here, it's very pale. So a pale form of green, that's how you know there's a bitterness to it. So two different simanim. It has to have both. All bitter vegetables have both. They have the sap and the, pal, the, 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 the very pale appearance. So you need both to be characteristic of Mars. So now we understand what the theme is behind it. There are certain identifying features and we're saying is it one, is it both? But al-kofanim, it's the sap, the white sap coming out of the vegetable and the pale green. Those are signs that it is bitter. And now Rabbi Yochanan seems to comment that he likes the Acherim Omerim's opinion. Rabbi Yochanan, very cool from all that we learn. From all these different, you know, Bartanov and Brises, we learn that the characteristics are Yarek Mar, Yishosarkonamasifan, that the bitter herb has sap and it's pale green. He seems to just be saying, reiterating what Acherim said. We pass them like the Acherim that you need both of the characteristics, the white sap and the pale green. Says the Gemara story, he was looking for Marisa for Mars. Remember, Marisa was the, was the bitter herb that was referred to as Marisa. So, he was Badafka looking for Marisa. Maybe he thought like that was the hitter. You know, I'll find Maritz. They're literally called Marisa. That was the best one. So Amalei, my daitok, why are you trying to go with that? Because that's the most bitter one. So you think that it's a lechatchila to be Yotze the Mitzvah with the most bitter taste. In the order of the list of the Mishnah, the first one that was listed was Chazeres. And that shows us that the, that's actually the most preferred Mara to be Yotze. If it's listed first, that's an indication it's the best one. And why is that? So the Gemara tells us, and the Bryce of also said Chazaris first. So Amar Boshi, Rabbi Boshi also said, Mitzvah of Chazaris, the most of Chathila is Chazaris. Amar Rava, my Chazaris, Chasa, what is Chazaris? It is Chasa, my Chasa. Where did that name come from? Chasa. The Chas Rachamana Ilo, and Hashem had Rachmim on us, he had pity on us, and he saved us from Mitzrayim. So literally, the very name of the species relates to the, to the story of Hashem taking us out of Mitzrayim. Amar Rashmo, Barnachmin, Amar Bionazan. Why are the Egyptians called, referred to as Mara? So what is the Mara asking? It says in the Pasuk, So it's not really a description of the Egyptians. It's really more a description of what the Egyptians did to us. But meaning, why is what the Mitzram did to us described in the same word as Mara? What does it mean, make bitter? You don't make, when you say bitterness is a taste. So if you say they embittered our lives, it's a funny word because it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's really an analogy. Just like something bitter doesn't taste good, so too they made my life not good. But in the literal sense, by Chayim is a strange phrase. So Loma Lachatam's going to tell you, just as the, this mara, the lettuce, in the beginning it's soft, but at the end it's hard. Meaning we don't taste the bitterness when we eat lettuce only because it's still at the initial stages. So too, that was Mitzrayim. The beginning was soft. At the end it was bad. So meaning originally Rashi says they even paid us. Uh, that's the way we, we even Mamash got paid. We were, we were workers. We weren't slaves. Eventually they turned us into slaves. So since, so since this idea when you eat it, it's soft and then you just know that they had to turn hard. So that's the best, actually, the best recollection of what took place in Mitzrayim and that's what we're supposed to have in mind when we eat it. So the Gemara says, 
He said, you know, I changed my mind and in the future I'm not going to go to Marisa. So there's a big discussion amongst the Allah, even the Halakha Lamaisa, it's a fascinating child. So what's better to do, right? Is it better, so you see people sometimes, they'll be like uh, some horseradish, which we saw as one of the species, and then you'll have some romaine lettuce. So is it, is it just the din that you should eat the romaine lettuce? But also there's another, if you want to, let's say, also have horseradish, mix it together, make everything. Or... Is it, is, it, is it not stama lechatchila in the type of min? It's a lechatchila that the taste shouldn't be, shouldn't be bitter. You should find the bitter species that oh, the afka doesn't taste bitter. If you're going to throw in horseradish as well, and you're going to be tasting bitterness while you're eating it, then you may as well just eat the horseradish. You lost the lechatchila about the, about the lettuce. Or no, there's no such din not to taste the bitterness. Nishpas is davar. We're just saying the most lechatchila dikamin is chasa because it relates the best. But there's no din like try not to have a bitter taste when you're eating the mara. That's an interesting question. There are different views on this, different opinions. Some people hold fakarit, is dafka better to mix in the horseradish with, with, with romaine lettuce? Other people say bidafka not. It's an interesting kind of uh, discussion. Where does Rashi get that you can't mix the shiurim? Rashi was just mashma, but the lushan was, was said bidi evan. That's a different point. That when it said mitzafrin lekezayis, it means they could, they could mix, but it's better not to. But that, that's a different point. That's a good point, but a different point. Here, here is Tom. Let's say I have a kazai samar of uh, uh, lettuce, but I want to know. So I have that, but should I also the mice to be tasting bitterness? Is, is that the chalal part of the mitzvah? Parev or bad? <laughs> and that's what's so interesting. There's actually three stadim about how to look at it. And you see, different Jews do different things, right? That's where we, that's where we are. So it says the Gemara, When you challenge the whole thing, how do we know it's a vegetable? Maybe it's the gall of a kufa fish. The gall of an animal, the fish. Usually people don't even eat it, but maybe the Torah is telling us that we have to eat that bitter thing even though it tastes nasty because that's mar. It's bitter. How do we know bachlau it's a vegetable? So the Gemara says... It's supposed to be like matzah. It's right next to matzah. Ma matzah gudule karka just as matzah is something that grows from the ground. It's a grain, right? Afmar gudule karka. Mar has to be something that grows from the ground, not some organ of a fish. So the Gemara says back, maybe it's the herdof. So what's the herdof? So Rashi says an interesting thing. Remember the story from Pasha's Peshalach where the water was bitter and Moshe threw in the, 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 the wood from the tree and it turned? So it was a bitter type of tree. And the Mechilta says this is the one that was used by Mar. So the branch that sweetens the water was actually bitter itself. So maybe it was the herdof, that, 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 that branch, that type of tree. So the Gemara says, Again, we should compare it to matzah. My matzah means ra'im. It's not something that it grows on the ground. But it's an herbage. It's not a tree at all. Avmarim means ra'im. Mar should be a type of herbage, not something that's like a tree. Okay. Says the Gemara, Maybe it's harzifu. So Rashi says it's a poison. It has poison to animals in it. It's a plant. It is a plant. It grows on the ground. It's herbage. And it's bitter and actually would kill an animal, but it doesn't kill a human being. So maybe that's Mara. So the Gemara says, Again, compared to Mara. Just as Matzah is something that you can use Maizu Shani money to buy, right? Not every substance can you use with Maizu Shani. Maizu Shani has to be food that's somewhat regularly eaten. So this thing is not usually eaten. You can't buy Maizu Shani money. So that's what we learned. Just as grains is something that's like very prototypical, buy with Masashini, so too this also has to be. Okay. But we accept that Mara must be a vegetable and then any of these other things. So the Mara asks, How do we know that there are different types of vegetables? Maybe Mara is only specifically one type. And which one would it be? So which one would it be? If the Gemara, what's the Gemara saying? How do you know there are different options? Maybe Mara is one specific vegetable and Zehu. Which one? <laughs> the Gemara doesn't tell us. So Rashi says, this is where it's all the rain comes back. Rashi says, we would say it's the most bitter one. So 
Right? Slachas and Rashi, just the opposite. You should say it's only lettuce. It's like a steer here. Like, what do we want? Is it, is it really? We said the Chazaris is l'chatchila. But maybe it's only l'chatchila at common, you know, many meaning. But if it would only be one min, if maror would be in the singular, and you would only be able to use one min, which is what the Gemara wants now, then Rashi's Mashma, you would have used the most bitter one. So it's a little confusing. So the Gemara says, Mirorim because it says it, Velashon Rabbim, it says Mirorim, so the Mashma says that many different vegetables are good. It says the Gemara, Ve'emorim Trace, maybe it only means to let two vegetables. How do we know the Mishnah and the Bride said, what, like five, six different types, seven? So how do we know that there so many? So the Gemara says, Dimit the Matzah, Ba Matzah, Minu Harbe. Trust the Matzah can be many species, right? It was five different types of grain. So tomorrow includes many different species. And again, as long as it has the characteristics of the white sap and the pale green um, complexity, so then, 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 it, it, then, then, then it's acceptable. Says the Gemara, All the vegetables, as the Chum said, you could eat from Marar, they could all be planted in one Aruga, one Aruga, one garden, you don't have a problem with Kalim. So what does this mean? You don't have a problem with Kalim. Are you trying to say there's no kalim? Kalim means you can't plant different species. So maybe we're saying that all different types of marar are one species, right? Remember, they're very similar. They all got the white sap. They've all got the pale green, right? So maybe they're all the same exact species. That's what we're saying. And there's no issue to plant them together. But Mazar Rabbah shows it's not like this from the Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah, Chazeres and Chazeres Galen. Chazeres and Chazeres Galen. Or Ulshin, Ulshin Sadeh. The Ulshin and the wild Ulshin. Or Creation and Creation Sadeh. Leeks and wild leaves. Kuskar and Kuskar Sadeh. Coriander and wild coriander. Chard of Chagol Mitzri mustard and Egyptian mustard. The last of Mitzri Emirutza, Egyptian gourd Emirutza, which is a different type of gourd. And all these pairs, Enum, Kalim, Zambizet, all the different ports, uh, all the different pairs are not Kalim because they're the same species, just different forms. So it sounds like Chazeres, the Chazeres Galen, in. Chazeres, Vachoshin, Lo. Each one is its own pair. Let's say Chazeres and Chazeres Galen, yes, those are planted together because they're two different forms of the same species. But the Chazeres with the Oshin, no. No, the, the, the Mishra was saying each one as a Chiddush, even though they had different accompanying names to it, it's still not Kalim. But if I mix and match, if I'm planting coriander and a gourd, that would be Kalim. So clearly we see that even though I'm plant, I have Chazeres and Oshin and they're both bitter, it would be Kalim one with the other. Maybe you're going to force and say that all the things are together in the Mishnah. Meaning, the Mishnah there is actually saying all those things together are not Kalim. Not just that the Chazeres and the, and the Chazeres Galen aren't Kalim together, but the Oshin and and the Chazeres would be. Actually, even the Chazeres and the Ocean are not Kalim together. Rav said, Rav, the mission should be understood as teaching pairs, meaning Chazeres and Chazeres Galen are not Kalim, and Ocean and the Wild Ocean are not Kalim. But of course, Chazeres and Ocean are Kalim together. So now we go back to the statement of Rav. We don't understand what Rav meant. Rav said that all the things in our mission, all the different types of Mara, are not Kalim, Zubazu. But here we see in the Mishnah that. Um, that, that only the different species of each type are in Kalim Zebazeb, but, but each one with the other is. So the Mar says, My Nizran Rav, what did Rav mean that they could all be planted together? Nizran Kil Chasan, it means it could be planted together if you separate enough what you need to do halachically. Meaning, if you separate with enough distance that they're not going, that there's enough that, that separates from each other and not getting the same nourishment, they're not getting nourishment from the same ground, that's enough. How far? What did Rav mean with this? Kil Chasan says the Gemara. You're trying to say all Rav meant is that it works if I separate halakhically? Tanina. That's a general halacha. Rav doesn't need to tell us that. There's a general halacha. Top of the Amit Beis. Aruga shishisha shishet tvachim. As long as you have some garden that's six by six tvachim. Zara misochel misha zaronin. You could have five different types of seeds. Four on the four sides. Meaning on the perimeter. Is each, each, on each side of the perimeter of the square you have... Uh, 
you have a different type of seed. You have one in the middle. So as long as you have that, then they're not going to be drawing nourishment from each other. So that's a general rule in Elchus Kalim. And when I have different species, it could, you could plant them as long as you, as long as you plant them like with the spacing them and, 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 and the directions in a halakhically good way, then it's fine. They're not considered nourishing from the same ground. So what's Rav telling us? All of them are vegetables can be planted together. What does he mean? They are climbing with each other. So what is he saying? He's just saying you could separate enough space and it could work out. So he's saying nothing. There's nothing specific tomorrow. What's he telling us? So the Gemara says, You might have said that that Mishra is only talking about Zra'im. Zra'im are legumes, grains. What happens are that Zra'im are defined halachically by the seed being inside of something. Whereas Yurakos maybe are different. Yurakos vegetables may be separating is not enough. Maybe vegetables get nourishment from a bigger space. So the Gemara is saying maybe the Mitzias is different between Zra'im and Yurakos. So maybe the Mishra they was only talking about Zra'im. But in, return, in terms of vegetables, maybe you need to separate more space. Kamash Malan, Rav wanted to tell us that no, just even though here we're talking about vegetables, we're talking about marar, mar vegetables as well, as long as I have the bed that's six by six tvachim, you would be able to plant all the different species. So what Rav is telling us is a chiddush novelty in the laws of Kalim, not in the laws of Mar. And he's telling us that the Mishnah with, with the law, the six by six tvachim, that you can get in five species, it's true by vegetables as well. So the Mar asked, the Meimah Dirakos Alimim is wrong. It sounds like that vegetables get nourishment from a wider area. Meaning, Rav wants to tell us, don't say the Mishnah suffices only for legumes, but no, it suffices even for, for, for vegetables. It sounds like vegetables draw from a wider area, but, not, but the next Mishnah in Kalayim actually says the opposite. It says, All types of Zram you cannot do in that way. Meaning the previous Mishnah was only vegetables, not Zram, because Zram actually get nourishment from a wider area. Only vegetables could. So, Mamish Padavka, the opposite of what we just said. We tried to just, just try to say the Mishnah was talking about legumes, but maybe vegetables draw from a wider area. It's just the opposite. Actually, the Mishnah says that that Mishnah was only talking about vegetables, but legumes draw from a wider area. So, again, now let's go back to Rav. We're talking about Yurakas because we're talking about Mar. He says that you could plant them together halakhically. Of course, that's a Mishnah. So that's the Gemara. Without Rav, you may have said that these things that are good for Mar are considered Zra'im. They're not regular vegetables. I'm not really sure exactly what the Gemara means. They're bitter, I understand, but they have characteristics of vegetables, right? It's an interesting thing. The Gemara is saying that you would have had a Havamina that, uh, that they were Zerat. Kamash Malan, and, and therefore you can't plant them together in such a small space like the Mishnah said. Kamash Malan, Rav, so you know that the Maras are all vegetables. So the Gemara challenges, why would someone ever have thought that the Maras aren't vegetables? Ram Sakhadaitok, someone would have thought that there's Zerat and they're not vegetables? The Mishnah started off. These are the vegetables that you could be yotzeh. Obviously, the Mara foods are vegetables and not rotten. So, if they're, if, again, we know a split in Hilchus climb between vegetables and legumes, that legumes take up more space and nourishment than vegetables. But if we want to know if Mara's vegetables are not, just read the Mishnah that said, we don't need Rav's statement for that. So, the Mara says, You're right. We, we accept that we're refuted. We try a new point. Rav's Kiddush was about Chazeris, the lettuce. Again, we know that Chazeris is going to turn hard. So, you would say it needs extra space because when things become harder and larger, then the roots extend to a wider space. So, you would say from the outset, you need to give it a wider space. Because Lav Amar Bios Rechnin, Din Rabbi Yosef said, Kalashal Kroshehofa, a stalk of cabbage that became hard. Then you have to give more empty space for it where nothing can be planted close to it, up to the size of a base robot. 
which is the space that's necessary to plant a quarter of rova kava produce, which is a much larger amount of a space. So Alma, keep in the sofa of the Hakshu, we see from that concept that anything that will eventually harden has to get extra space. You might think it has to be given extra space from the outset because it will eventually harden and will have bigger roots. And Rabbi wanted to tell you that you don't need any additional space. Since Lamaisa right now, it's not that way. As long as it hasn't yet hardened, if the cabbage or the chazaras hadn't yet hardened, then you don't have to give it any more space. If it will harden, then you will have to take it more space. But right now, the way it is, when it's soft and the roots aren't so big and it's a vegetable, then you can do it the way it is. So that's all Rob was telling us, that uh, right now everything is a vegetable and the laws of kalim, the lenient laws of kalim for vegetables that they don't draw nourishment from such a wide area, applies and you can plant them in accordance to that mission of kalim. Once it hardens, doesn't it kind of stop growing then? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, it actually sounds like here that the, the, the roots go to a wider area when it turns when it, when it gets bigger or hardens. I don't know so well. It says the Mishnah, Yotzeh Mehmi Lach Motivation. The Mishnah says here, Yotzeh, if they're moist or dry, that's all true if you're eating the stalk. Remember, there's two options. You can eat the stalk or the leaves. So when you're eating the stalk, which is thicker, then even when it dries, it still has episatam. When you're eating the leaves, so the leaves are very thin. So then locking in, if they're moist, they're good for mar. Yavashim, if they dried out, low, you can't use them. Because they're, 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 as soon as they, the leaves dry out, they're totally bland. They have no taste. It's only the stalk, which is so thick, even when it dries, it still has some bitter taste. So the Rav Chisda is qualifying that the Mishnah said, your Yotze, when it's dry, it's only talking about when you're eating the stalk. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah hadn't even mentioned you could eat the stalk. The next line in the Mishnah is, that you could eat the stock. First, the Mishnah said you could be yotze if they're moist or dry, and then it said you could eat the stock. So presumably, when it said that you could use it or dry, it's talking about the leaf. We're still talking about leaves. So the Gemara says, the end of the Mishnah is explaining the beginning of the Mishnah. It's saying, this that I said, the me being the Tata, that you could be yotze even when it's dry, it's only talking about the stock, but the leaves, the leaves are only acceptable when they're moist because a dry leaf has totally blended, has no taste at all. Says the Gemara, another kasha and Rav Chista. Basically, we have a kasha from Rav Rais. Yotze mehan v'kasha lehen. Your yotze with the leaves and their stalks. Bein lach and bein yavation. Your yotze with the leaves and the stalks, whether they're moist or they're dry. Divrei Meir, according to Rabbi Meir. You're only yotze when they're moist. When they're dry, you're not yotze. So we have actually learned that it's it's a dispute if you're yotze when they're moist or, or when even when they're dry. The shavan, everybody agrees, Yosem Kamushin, that your yotze, even if they're just a little bit withered, meaning they're, it's like withered is when they're in the between drying out and being moist. Of a low kfushin, you're not yotze if they were, if they were preserved, low shlukin, if they were overcooked, or just boiled. Klalo shall dover, what's the rule? Kushish with tamar yosmo, as long as it still has the taste of mari yotze, kushin with tamar, once you've impacted the taste, you've affected it, then in yotzimbo, you can no longer be yotze. So what do we see? Our Mishnah said that your Yotze, if they're moist or dry, it's coming out once we learn this price, that it's really only according to Rameir that that's true. It's actually Machlokas Tanah. And the Lashon of Rameir was your Yotze, whether they're, your Yotze with them and their stalks, whether they're moist or whether they're dry. So it clearly sounds like your Yotze even with dry leaves. So the Gemara answers, no, take him out, Kalach. He has to be talking about specifically the stalks, meaning you have to read like this. Your Yotze with the leaves and the stalks, and the stalks, your Yotze, even if they're dry. That's why you have to read it. But in a Hanami, even Rabbi Meir agrees that a dry leaf is totally bland and you cannot eat Yotze. 
Okay, we just mentioned in that price about the yotze with withered ones that are between moist and dry. So now the Gemara elaborates upon that. Tanur Rabbanan Yosemim Kamushin. Another price that says that it disagrees. You cannot be yotze if the leaves are withered. No, you could. So it's actually a machlokas if it needs to be totally moist, even withered, or if even with a dry stalk. That's what comes out three different opinions. Okay, says the Gemara. And this really takes us back into what we were learning yesterday. Could you person use marar that's Maishr Shani in Yerushalayim? So, if it's Maishr Shani in Yerushalayim, is it Bechomosh Vosecha? So, Rabbi Akiva said that you could be Yotze because it's called matzah, you could eat anywhere. Since if it become Tame, you could redeem it and eat it anywhere. So, it's called matzah that's eaten anywhere. So, I'll leave it to Rabbi Akiva, let's buy a lot. be Yotze with matzah from Maishr Shani. Hashem matzah daraisa enough. If even though the of matzah daraisa, you could be yotze with matzah shenim mar darabanan bivayi. Certainly with mar darabanan, you could. No question. If matzah is called something of eaten anywhere because of the potential for pidyon, certainly mar. Ah, who should you want to leave it? Rabbi Yosef Lee. Court Rabbi Yosef Lee. Rabbi Yosef Lee held that matzah from matzah shenim is no good. And this is where the Gemara is a little bit funny. What was the reason why Rabbi Yosef Lee held it was no good? Because he had a drush of lechem oni. Okay, so that's why this Gemara is actually going to be very strange. But it would sound like from our Gemara that Rabbi Yosef really held, we don't look at the potential for pidyon. We say it's not nechav b'chomosh vaseichem. Bottom line is you have to eat in Yerushalayim. So that's why you can't be yotzei matzah, matzah that comes from Maishr Shani flour. So my, what would Rabbi Yosef really say about mar? The matzah deraisa with lunafik. Did he say it's only by matzah which is deraisa that you can't, since it's deraisa you can't be yotzei with Maishr Shani. Of a mar drabanan nafik, mar which is only drabanan, maybe it's more lenient. You could be yotzei even though it's Maishr Shani. Old mar perhaps. They made it in a law that's similar to a daraisa. So the rabbis are going to say also you can't be yotze mar that comes from Maishr Shani. Why is mar darabonah? Because it means bizman azeh. The Pasuk says al matzos marom yochlu. You eat the carbon pesach together with matzah and mar. So if there's no carbon pesach, then there's nochim, the mar is on darabonah. However, with matzah, there's another Pasuk in the Torah, but Erev toflu matzos, a separate Pasuk that is not connected to the carbon pesach, that which is what makes it daraisa even bizman azeh. So the Gemara says, Amar Rav and Mestabar Matzah Mar. It's logical to see the Matzah Mar together. They have the same halacha. So just like Matzah that comes from Maizur Shani flour is no good, so too Maizur Shani. If that comes from Maizur Shani vegetable, it's not good for Mar. Now the Gemara really is shver because Pashup Shad and Rabbi Yosei was not that the Matzah and Maizur Shani wasn't B'chom Lashem Seichem. Pashup Shad, he said he had another drasha of Lechem Oni. It has to be bread that you can eat in grief. He didn't dispute Rabbi Akiva's point that you could redeem it and eat it anywhere. The implication of this Gemara Right here is that Rabbi Yossi Aglili's problem with Maiser Shani Matzah is that it's not Nacha B'chomosh Vosechem. And that's what the Gemara is trying to figure out if you would apply it to Mar. Had the reason for Rabbi Yossi Aglili been the way we had learned previously, that he agrees it's Nacha B'chomosh Vosechem, but he has a different problem that it's not Lechem Oni, it's not bread that you can eat in grief, that would have nothing to do pastas with Mar, unless we say that maybe it is, maybe that's what the Gemara means. We should stop compare it. The, that matzah, just as matzah had a din, it can't be nachem and because lachem oni, maybe Mar also yeah. has such a din. Yeah. That's where you went? Yeah. Very good. Okay, good. Zok the Mishnah. Now we just learned about being careful that you're not, don't make chametz on Pesach. You gotta be, and we're gonna see a lot of, you know everyone has like goes crazy on Pesach. A lot of the reasons we go crazy is because the Mishnah themselves has a lot of very far-fetched concerns with things becoming chametz. And once the Rabbanon we see in the Tanam did that, so we, it impacts, you know, the culture, the mentality. So the Mishnah says, in You can't soak brand for chickens. So we're concerned about the leavening, not only for the kernels of grain, even for the brand. We're scared that the brand could become chametz. So that's very strange, right? It's not grain, right? The brand is the, 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 the residue that's left. So most of the Rishon, yeah, but we're concerned maybe a little grain was left. So you can't soak bran when you're putting it for the chickens because maybe there was a little grain that was left and maybe you're going to be soaking the grain and it's going to become chametz. 
Avocholtin, you're allowed to scald it, put it right into boiling water, because even though you're putting the boiling water, it's going to make sure that it, uh, it will never, it will never leaven. A woman is not allowed to soak bran with her to take to the bathhouse. They used to use it as like soaps to rub it on the skin. So she can't soak it before. She could rub it on, on, on her skin. Any dry bran, as long as it's not mixed in with any water, that's okay. A person is not allowed to chew a grain of wheat and put it on his wound. It used to be effective for healing wounds. But if you chew it and you have saliva, saliva on grain, you're not allowed to do that. Because why? What's the problem? It's, it, might, it's, it might make it leaven. So again, we're concerned whenever you're putting water together with grain, that's a no-no on Pesach. Says the The following things cannot become chametz, even if they ever make contact with, later, with, with, with water at a later point. Once something is baked, meaning once it's baked, no matter how long you, you soak it in water afterwards, it will never become chametz. Something which is already cooked, and something which was scalded in boiling water can never afterwards become chametz. So the Gemara says, what do we mean that something cooked doesn't become chametz? But while you're cooking it, it should become chametz. Meaning, how do, you cook, how, do you, how do you cook something? You put it into cold water, and then you put it over a fire. When the water boils, eventually it cooks. But water boiling takes a long time. So what do we mean when you boil something, it doesn't become chametz? Maybe after it's boiled, but during the process of boiling itself, it should become chametz. So the Gemara says, you're right. It's one big case. It means if I took something that was baked, and then I cook it, um, it will not ferment. It's not going to ferment. So, so what we're saying is that the big dough, like matzah, can't become chametz even if it would be soaked later. And uh, even if it's later cooked and comes in contact with warm water, even if it comes in contact with warm water, it can never become chametz. So this is the Gemara, black and white, that's against Gebras, right? This is the Gemara. This is the Gemara where you see that me'ikar hadin, there's no concern. Me'ikar hadin, everybody knows that, but the question is to be extra careful. But me'ikar hadin, there's nothing wrong with taking baked matzah and soaking it even in warm water. There's nothing wrong with taking it and putting it in your soup. It's a gemara for ashes. And that's, the, the, the brisa is recognizing that it's saying a novelty. It is a novelty because someone could say, when you put it again in the warm water, maybe it accelerates the, re-accelerates the process and you could have leavening. And that's what the brisa is telling you that it doesn't. But since it's only because it got totally baked through, that's where the Gabroff's concern kicks in, that maybe it wasn't totally baked through. So you see from the gemara itself, it's a novelty. And we'll see a little bit more about it before. Just one second. Says the Gemara, Tanya says the Brizer, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Omer, Kemal Shnafel Dala. Let's say there's dripping water falling into flour. Kulo, even if it drips all day long, so meaning it's sitting there, it, the water hit it forever. So you would say for sure it became plummet. No, as long as there's a consistent drip, ain't no It cannot ferment. It's fascinating. They must the count all these things. What? They must have yeah, exactly. All these and the constant pounding of the water. For, uh, onto the flour that is coming constantly, drip, 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 that stops it from fermenting, even though the contact of water is there. Mm-hmm. Says the Gemara, my public would love a tip, like a tip. It's only if it's drop after drop, meaning there can't be any space in the intervals between the drips of water. Says the Gemara, which is some sort of food that was made with flour, with some salt and another liquid, it cannot become, it's fine, it's not, it's not an issue. It's much around Pesach. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? By time you have Batika is also to eat on Pesach. So the Gemara explains there's two types of batika. Lokash. How the Avdim Meshuchim Milcha? If it's with oil and salt, so it doesn't become chametz. Remember the halacha we learned made Peros and Machnitzin. So if it's made with oil and salt and flour, it's not a problem. How the Avdim Amayavatilcha? The Brideswood Azur is the one that's made with water and salt. Water could cause a leavening, and therefore it's not mutter. So don't have batika made with water, but you could have batika made with oil. One last halacha, and this is also relevant to the Gebras. Amar Marzutra. A person should not take, they used to take some flour, if they were cooking some food and they would want to like thicken it, 
thicken up the food, they would take some flour and put it in. So you shouldn't thicken a pot of food with flour that comes from, a, from, 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 from the oven. Meaning what they used to do is take moist grains right away and they would, first thing they would do is put it in the oven right away and toast it. And then they would break it down and make flour. So you shouldn't use that type of flour on Pesach. Flour is not chametz, essentially. You shouldn't use that, chamet, that flour to thicken your pot. Why not? What's the big deal? I mean, it's already been baked, right? Anything that's been baked. It's, it, we're talking about grains that have already been baked. So it's already been baked. So why can't I take that flour and put it in my pot? What's the concern? Because we're scared it didn't bake properly. Maybe it didn't bake all the way through. And then it could still have chimots. Meaning, you're putting it right now into your pot. You're cooking meat. You want to put some of this dried flour inside to give it some different consistency, to thicken the pot. So if you're going to be using it, you have to be absolutely certain that this thing was already baked through. And the Gemara is saying, evidently, that this type of grain that they would um, bake in the oven immediately after it was cut when it was still moist, sometimes we're scared it doesn't bake through enough. It doesn't bake through completely properly. So when you take it now and you put it in the pot, it's going to turn into chametz. It could still turn into chametz. And the Gemara is saying, you shouldn't do that. So this is Mamash Kabras, right? That's exactly what Kabras is saying. That maybe the matzah didn't bake completely through his problem. But there's a big difference. The Gemara only said it on this specific type of thing, where they would take it, the, the grain straight when it was still moist and bake it. Maybe then we're concerned it didn't bake through. But if I have regular flour that was processed before it was baked, and then I put it in, I put it, make matzah in the oven, that the Gemara is not, not concerned that maybe it didn't break through. But you see the mentality. You see the way that the Gemara is thinking. This is where some of these, uh, these ideas come from. Yeah.